Alejandro, go ahead. Alejandro. Yeah. Yeah. You, ready? you ready for the intro? Yes, go ahead. Mm. Tweet. Tweet, 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 tweet. Do the dance! <laughs> She wasn't a whole dancer. I was a whole dancer. You know the so, girls would be <sighs> Alex and Yo, so Alex and I were clearly band geeks, but let's get into this is the fourth episode of The Adulthood, a podcast for geriatric millennials. I am Lexi with the curls. And I'm Alejandro, your drum major for today. And we are talking about all about HBCUs and how I just our love for HBCUs, where we got this love from, and the good and the bad. And also, yes. we're going to talk a little bit, sprinkle in some PWI, you know. You know we love our PWIs. We do. We do. We do. <laughs> Why the laugh? Why the laugh? <laughs> It's like one of my favorite things to talk about because they're like, how do you know I went to a PWI? Like, I yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. That's something. Oh, I know. We always know whether you went to a PWI or a HBCU. It's, it's always wrong. Great. We knew. We yeah. know. It is not, doesn't mean anything's wrong. It doesn't mean it's nothing bad, but there is a difference. There is a difference. Uh, yeah. Like, so tell me about your background when it comes to HBCUs. Like, tell me about your mother, you know, where she went to school. I need all of that. Like, when was your first moments with HBCUs? Okay, first of all, my mama went to the illustrious Florida A&M Agricultural and Mechanical University. Okay. In Tallahassee. Okay, Florida. So growing up, you know, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to FAMU. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be a rattler. My whole family went to FAMU, mm -hmm. except my one cousin. He went to Howard, and I went to Hampton. Yeah, which makes we were rivals, so it made sense. But everybody else in my whole entire large family went to Florida A and M. Okay, you know, so so growing like up, you you know where I was at growing up. I used to go to the Florida Classic. Mm -hmm. What's the Florida Classic? Who did they play? Uh, Buffoon Cookman College at the time. Yeah. Right, right. But now, <laughs> congratulations to Bethune Cookman. They are now a university. Okay, graduate programs. Yes, yes, yes. So okay. every fall, we used mm -hmm. to go to the Florida Classic mm -hmm. and see the Marching 100. Yep. And you know, the Marching 100 used to have Dr. William P. Foster on the mic. Okay. And you know, he was like the, I used to say he was the voice of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These would be like Florida and them stand up. The audience stand up. <laughs> they always had the best the stand up <laughs> for the greatest band in the land. Florida H and them. HBCUs, HBCUs have the best announcers, period. Like every school. You know, I mean, 
So Alex and I, um, in high school, we were both in Hampton, Virginia. So we grew up down the street from Hampton University, uh, not too far from Norfolk State. We were actually surrounded by so many black colleges within a three hour, like a three hour type of radius, whatever was in within three hour driving radius. We had so many black schools. Like we had, what else did we have? We had Morgan State not far away. We had, what are some, Virginia State. Don't say you you forgetting our rival. We had Norfolk State. Oh, Howard. Howard, Norfolk State, Bowie State, Central Eastern Shore. North Carolina Central. North Carolina A&T, Aggies. We had Elizabeth City. Uh, There was, right, Elizabeth City? Yeah, do they have a band? No, I don't know, but I just feel like we were just like we were just in the the center of so many HBCUs. Like we had no choice but to be around HBCUs. Like okay, so for me and my family, my parents oh. went to the Mecca. They went to Howard University in Washington D.C. Both my parents are from Washington D.C. and they went to Howard. Actually, my mom went to a school called Bluefield State first, which is an HBCU, which is based in West Virginia. It's actually based in West Virginia. A base. I don't know why I said base, but it's in West Virginia. And you wouldn't think that they had an HBCU in West Virginia, but it's HBCU. It's actually still, I think, classified as an HBCU, even though I think it's majority uh, white right now. So um, my mom went there for one year, and then her mom was like, uh-uh, you acting up too much down there. And then she made her transfer to Howard. So she did uh, the rest of her college years at Howard University. So both my parents went to Howard. My dad isn't a member of Omega Sci Fi at Howard. Of course, um, you had to throw that in there. I did. I had to add it. <laughs> but um, I just grew up like growing up down the street from Hampton University. There was never an option for me to go to a PWI. Like that was the first images that I've seen. It's always like being at Hampton University, being at summer programs at Hampton University. Like Alex and I spoke about that on another episode. Like we were in on these in these college programs. Like we were really around them all the time. So it was never an option for me. Like it was never an option. Like. I know you grew up watching a different world just like I did. Absolutely. I wanted to be Whitley Gilbert or Freddie. Like I wanted to be, you know, I love, I just love the show so much. And that really furthered me wanting to go to HBCU. Yeah. And it wasn't even just different world. It was watching your parents, your family, how mm-hmm. they interacted, how they reacted to the games, how they didn't care about sports. Yep. You know, it was all about, all about the band. Okay. Alex and I are band geeks. We were both in band in high school. Are we really band geeks, though? Yeah. Well, I'm not really. I wasn't really. But you you were a band geek, okay? You were was a band geek? Yes, you were. You I were a band think geek. I, I think I was on the cusp. Okay. Well, okay. Both of us growing up, going to a lot of college games, a lot of HBCU games, we knew that this was the focus of the H- HBCU is like you had to go to the game and you went to the game for the band. You really got there to for you went there for halftime. Like halftime was it. You just want to be excited. You wanted to sit near the band and watch. For me, I wanted to watch the dancers. My sister danced at Norfolk State. You wanted to watch the dancers growing up. You wanted to watch the drum majors. You wanted to watch like trombone players. You wanted to watch the tubas. You wanted to watch the drum line. This was just like what we did. Yeah. And I will say that that was a big, a, a big factor. And where I chose to go to school first, where I chose oh. to go to college first, and the colleges that I, I guess, the colleges that I even considered, you had to have a dope band. That was a prerequisite. Like, I literally <laughs> chose college based on a band. That's how you know somebody went to a PWI, when they start talking about sports. And, yeah. oh, we won the championship. And, yeah. oh, we won this. And we yeah. won that. 
and you're just like, I don't they even remember. How did they have that voice? <laughs> <laughs> we won the championship, dude. And y'all didn't win anything. What did you win? The MEAC? No yeah. one's ever heard of the MEAC. <laughs> I mean, that's not my thing. I just think it's different just culturally. There's a different culture of an HBCU. There's yeah. a total different culture. Nobody um, cares if you won the championship. Look, yeah. no one cares less about sports than HBCU. HBCU. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to me about sports? <laughs> See, but this is why I love that Deion Sanders came to Jackson State because he's making people care about that about HBCU athletics. He is making people care because people did not. It was like it was like when you had a really really good football player in high school, they had to go to a PWI. Like yeah. they like that was like because if they didn't, it's like what? Like you're not gonna go pro now? Like it was just a thing. Like you knew if you went to an HBCU, your chances of going pro were very low, so they wouldn't go to HBCUs. So I actually really appreciate Deion Sanders for bringing yeah. eyes on to HBCUs. Like I love that for him. I love that for us. Because that was the thing. Like, if you were good, you wouldn't even look. You wouldn't even look at HBCU. Because when we played PWI, the score would be 80 to nothing. But the Literally. band, dun, 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 right. and everyone in the crowd be like, ah! We, <laughs> no, that's so true. We would not have scored, not get a first down. We have scored <laughs> 10 down. times. <laughs> we have not done anything this whole game. But when the band plays that song. Yeah. Even my mama, you know, you can ask anyone who went to an HBCU, what did y'all win? When did you win? The only thing that we cared about is we beat Howard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For your school. Yep. Yep. That's it. Yep. No, absolutely. So, okay. But here's the question. Like, I want to go back to you picking Hampton. You grew up around everybody, fam, you all, all fam, you all rattler, everything. How did this transition? How did you decide well, to go to Hampton? Well... Well, I was about to go to FAMU, full scholarship to uh, FAMU. Fancy. And ANC was on my list. Okay. But at the last minute, at the last minute, I realized Hampton was the only school that had a brand new journalism program. Okay. Right? And look at what we're doing now. This is yeah. like a fast forward. But then back then, I was like, you know what? I feel like if I go to FAMU, I'm going to be so into that band. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be so into the band. And I feel like a voice inside was like, go to Hampton. Yeah. You, okay. can, you can go. You can be. They got a new radio station. They got a new TV station. You can go and be who you're supposed to be. And I feel like anyone who knows me and knows my history feels like that was the right decision based on everything that I've done since Hampton. It All sounds Hampton. like it. It sounds like it. So FAMU didn't have a program like that. They had a program, but you know, FAMU was known for like the agricultural, yeah. industrial, engineering. Engineering, yeah. And, you know, in some cases, you know, law. If you want to go to law school, you can go to FAMU. They got good programs. Okay. So some I always listen to the little voice inside. Mm -hmm. See, there's God, and then there's a little voice that's like, go to Hampton. Where did your mom want you to go? I think she just wanted me to be out of the house. What? You <laughs> your mom? You I think she wanted me to go to fam. Okay, I yeah. Think she wanted me to go to fam. Everyone in my family thought I was gonna go to fam. Yeah. Go to trombone and the band and be. <laughs> Rattling, 
Yeah. But I was like, you know, I could just go to the games. Okay. So I retired because you know, FAMU's drum majors growing up were like gods. Mm-hmm. If you grew up in Miami, you grew up in Florida, just any place. You don't even have to be in Miami. They were like the godliest people, entities on the field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you you, you want to go to FAMU, it's like the band, the women's, all of that. But Hampton yeah. just felt like Hampton was a perfect choice for me. It felt like you know, you've got a story too. Now you were supposed to you. I do. You went to a school that was not a school for a long time. For recently, okay. So I so Alex, were you on that trip when we went to we did an HBCU tour? You were on that trip. Actually, this yes, we were. I was on the trip. We went to like seventeen colleges in two days. So we went to we were in educational talent search, which was a program for underprivileged brown kids. Who black were kids. black kids? That was no. That was no. Oh yeah, because brown is like yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> black kids who were generally were going to be first generation college grads, mm-hmm. and so we weren't supposed to be in this program because we both are multi generation, you know, college grad. Well, we actually, we're not poor. Basically. <laughs> that, I don't want to say it. I'm sorry. Okay. You can't say that. Okay, we were not underprivileged. Yeah. So we weren't underprivileged and we weren't going to be first generation college grads. So, but we somehow, because, you know, a lot of underprivileged kids did not apply for this program. We always got in at the last minute. My mom actually reminded me the other day that it would always be last minute because they would have to let underprivileged kids in the program first. And then they would like, you know, let me and Alex and whoever else come in. So we went on this tour. So we would go on a spring break every year. We would go on, um, we would go on college tours. So we went to North Carolina Central, North Carolina A&T, Clark Atlanta University. No, did we not do Clark? No, we did Spelman. And then we did Morris Brown College and then Tuskegee. We did the whole AUC. The, I thought that for some reason, I thought that we didn't do Clark. But well, we, we did were supposed Clark. to go on the tour, but it was closed. Exactly. But we were still on campus so we just were there. Like, but we didn't get like actual tour. Yeah, we, but we seen what we needed to see. True. So when we got to Morris Brown, I had never heard of Morris Brown. This was, I guess if you were, you must've been in your senior year, then I must've been in my junior year. I had never heard of a Morris Brown. I'll be honest. Actually, my very first school that I wanted to go to was Southern University. I wanted to be a dancing doll. So their dancers were called the dancing dolls. I wanted to be a dancing doll forever. I used to watch the Bayou Classic every year on TV. So the Bayou Classic is the game between Southern University and Grambling and Grambling State University, both schools in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Southern all of my life. All my life, I'm like, I'm going to be a dancing doll. And I, just to give you some more backstory, I went to Baton Rouge to go visit Southern. I did not like the campus. But the thing is, I grew up down the street from Hampton University. Hampton University is the prettiest campus of all HBCUs. And I've been to at least 20. Yeah. I'm going to call it that they have the prettiest campus. I was just there a couple weeks ago on the water, on the water. I mean, boats going by. Like what HBCU has that? It's clean. It's a gate to get on campus. You can't just get up on campus. It is clean. (laughs) It is like, it is the most beautiful campus I've ever seen in my life. I promise you. So anyway, going to Southern, I was like, "Mm -mm, this ain't it. I went to the band office and everything. I was like, 
I was like, nah, this ain't it. This is not it. So when we went on this tour, Morris Brown, I had never heard of Morris Brown. I So when you think of the AUC, most people think of Clark Atlanta, Morehouse College, and Spelman College. I never knew about the other schools in the AU Center. So Morris Brown, I had never heard of. And I was like, hmm, I, it was a small campus right next door to Clark and Morehouse. I mean, it's Clark, Morehouse, and Spelman. Small campus. We had a tour guide. I was like, I like this. It's real small and intimate. I was like, I kind of like that. And oh, intimate. <laughs> then, 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 then I heard that they had like a huge band. Someone asked about band. They were like, oh, we have like 500 people in the band. I was like, 500 people? Oh. Yeah. Like, let me look into this. Then I, I started looking them up and I was like, whoa, they were great. Like their band was massive. Their band was great. The dancers were amazing. I was like, I want to be, and they were called Bubbling Brown Sugar. I was like, I want to be a member of Bubbling Brown Sugar. I want to be a member. And um, I decided, you know what? I want to go to Morris Brown. I only applied to two schools. Yeah, two schools. Howard University, because my parents went there. And I applied for Morris Brown College. And no, actually, I did apply. I applied to Clark as well. I applied to Clark as well. I didn't want to go to Spelman. My mom was like, Spelman, 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 or Howard, Howard, Howard. Yeah. I was like, Spelman. I was like, I don't want to be at an all-girls school. All I could think about was, this about to be college. I want to meet some men. Like, you know, my parents had me like, I couldn't do anything. So I was like, oh, I'm oh. not man I did not want to go to Spelman even though I understood that there was an all-male school next door in my head I was like why would I want to go to an all-woman school that's what I was thinking at the time so I applied to those three schools got into Howard first got into there they had like a you know their business program for undergraduates got into that then I got into Morris Brown and then my Clark acceptance came very late which is weird because I didn't understand that especially when I got into a better school but whatever so um, the better school being Howard so <laughs> I think, I think they had higher, you know, uh, requirements. So I think I started thinking about it. So I got a letter in the mail from Howard, like, oh, this is your roommate. This is your roommate's going to be um, for the business school. I need you to get a, a blue suit, a black student. And sent me all these things. And I was like, that's strange. And when I thought about it later, I'm like, I wonder if my mother told them I was going. Like if she like actually sent them a letter saying I was going, because I really was not going to go to Howard. I was like, it's too close to home. I don't want to be up under my family. I want to grow up. And so um I ended up going to Morris Brown. I um, During the school year, during my senior year, I actually went down there to audition for the dance team. I made the dance team. Um, I went over the summer. Uh, I quit before the first game uh, for undisclosed reasons. For undisclosed reasons. Um, but Here we go with this uh, undisclosed reasons. Undisclosed reasons. Um, <laughs> colleges in this, well, I'll put it this way. In high school, we didn't go through a lot of stuff that they did in high school for bands. So they're more used to certain things and certain practices. I was not used to it. And for me as a dancer, it didn't make it fun for me anymore. I, did, I wasn't having fun. I wasn't having fun and it just wasn't for me. So I ended up quitting before the first game. Anyway, long story short, the school ends up, um, the school ends up closing. I didn't know that, that the school was having a lot of issues at the time. So they were having uh, financial issues. I didn't know that because again, I didn't even know the school existed a year prior. I didn't even know the school existed, but I fell in love with like the small college atmosphere. I spoke to a lot of people. I did fall in love with it. And um, actually it's the only school in the HBCU that was founded by a black person, by the way. And no, and did I say only school in the HBCU? No, the only school in the AU center. Sorry. I'm about to say, cause our school was founded by. Right. It was, no, I'm Native sorry. Native Americans and. The only, 
Look, the only school in the AUC because you know, and then like you know, the only school in the AUC that was founded by a black person. Um, yeah, so I ended up. Um, they ended up losing their accreditation, so I had to transfer. Transfer to Clark Atlanta University because it was right around the corner. I had the opportunity to transfer to Hampton. And I was thinking about it because I'm like, I could just come home. But then I was like, you know what? I like, first of all, that year of freedom being in Atlanta, coming from Hampton and moving to Atlanta and having like a whole year down there, I was like, I'm not trying to come back to Hampton. So I stayed down there and I transferred to Clark. That was a really long winded story about how I got to Clark. So I went to Clark. I was out of there in three years. I went to summer school every year. I went to summer school at Hampton University. I went to summer school at Clark. I made sure I got out of there in three years. So I did four years total, one year at Morris Brown, three years at Clark Atlanta, graduated on time. And I'm still paying a lot of money. Graduated so. on time. Oh. I mean, because most people don't, you know? I know. Good for you. I, I'm the gold star for you. I But I worked my butt off. Like, I actually went to summer school like three summers. And I had like, I had one bad semester that messed me up. I had one bad semester. So. Oh. <sighs> yeah, you crazy. Know. You love Q's and you know Q's love college. <laughs> they, they, oh, no. they, they were for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Cues in the drum majors. Yeah, yeah. They're not leaving. Yeah, you're right about that. They will stay forever. They will stay forever. But, you know, I was out of there. Like, I didn't even, like, I wasn't social. So when people, like, they're like, oh, you went to Clark? They're like, well, do you know? I was like, no, I don't know them. Like, I do not know them. Like, please don't ask. Because I wasn't social at Clark. I had a boyfriend the whole time who did not live in Atlanta. Mm. I came in and I went, I was literally trying to get out of there. Like I was trying to get out of there. Cause also when you transfer to a school, it's not the same because especially at HBCUs, at HBCUs, you get all of your friends freshman year because you in the dorm, you have dorm step shows. So that's like pretty much the culture of like HBCUs. You're going to have dorm step shows. So you're going to meet all of your friends freshman year. I came in as a sophomore. It was not the same. I came in in a co-ed dorm my first year. My next year, I'm in a football dorm. So it's like, you don't have that same, you know, it's not the same when you're transferring. So I was like, I'm trying to get out of here. Like, I just want to get out of here and get on with my life. So, yeah. That oh, was my... Know, I had a ball. I'm sure, I know you did. I had a ball. I know. I, I hate that I didn't, like, have a ball. I hate that I didn't. And that was my fault. Like, I could have done a better job of, like, you know, trying to meet people. But I was literally, like, I know I love HBCUs. Now, you know more than anybody. I will hype up every HBCU but you won't see me like, oh my gosh, Clark Atlanta, you're not going to see me doing all of that. Uh, I went to school. My degree is from there. I'm not saying anything bad about the school, but it was, you know, I, I went and I, like, you know, you, I always. You did what you were supposed to go to college for. I did what I was supposed to go to college for. And you know me also. I say this all the time. If I had a choice to do it over again, I would have gone to Howard. What if? What? Yes, I, I've told you this before. I would have gone to Howard if I could have done it over again. I would have gone to Howard. Like, I don't know. I just, and also I realized, I just feel like Howard would have been for me based on what I wanted to do, just working in the entertainment industry alone. I was thinking in my head, like, I got to go to Atlanta. got to get to Atlanta because that's where the music industry is. At the time, I wanted to, like, in my head, I wanted to be this marketing exec of a, you know, of a record label. That's what I wanted to do. That's when, when I first got to college, that's what I wanted to do. So I was like, Atlanta is where it's at because, uh, LaFace was like killing it. Um, you know, uh, DTP, uh, Ludacris um, label, every, they were killing it. So I was like, I have to go to Atlanta and DC. But when you look at it, people that went to Howard, they're killing, they too. But as you know, the interesting thing is Clark Atlanta, Clark Atlanta for sure. Um, they killed the, the entertainment industry. Like when you look at all the big wigs at the different labels or this place or that place entertainment wise, 
if they went to schools, most likely they went to an HBCU. And not just an HBCU, but Clark Atlanta. There's a lot of people with the Clark. You have, like, the Keenan. You have, like, you know, that's that Interscope, right? Yeah, I thought you were going to say, like, famous people. Like, I was going to say, no. Well, I'm talking about people. Like, um, uh, Shaka from DTP. Like, I'm talking about the -the behind-the-scenes people that were, like, really killing it in the industry. And I just saw the top 40 under 40 for Clark Atlanta, and it's, like, two, like, Pretty high up people that like Netflix and stuff, and I'm like, okay, look at look at y'all. I do think you that on there. I, I didn't even know that. So apparently, it's new that this is the first year doing it, and I'm like, damn, I know one. Now that's not new. That is not new. No, apparently this is their first year doing it. I know that y'all at Hampton University does it. Apparently, it said the inaugural. How doesn't that mean it's the first? Well, y'all just doing forty other. Yeah, it's been like y'all been in school for how long? Wow. Right, I just saw it. So I was just like, oh, I was like, I didn't even know. Right, isn't that what that means, inaugural? Doesn't that mean that's the yeah, first one? That means it's your first, but I'm trying right. to figure out what y'all been doing all these years. I don't know, but clearly I was not prepared. But Are you going to do it? Um. Well, so I saw somebody that was uh, 40 under 40, and she said that somebody re- recommended her. So I don't know if somebody has to recommend me, but I'm going to look out for it next year because I missed out this year. So, but it was a lot of dope people. And I was like, Netflix. I was like, okay, Netflix, 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 Netflix. I was like, okay. So Clark breeds a lot of great, H- I mean, a lot of great um, entertainment, like execs and all that. I, I love that about that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, clearly I went to the right place and I ended up in the right places after. So, you know, it kind of like I ended up doing MTV shows and here and there BET shows. So actually I ended up where I was supposed to be. But I also feel like if I went to Howard, I would be in the same place, if that makes sense. But I would have had a better experience, a better college experience. Are you sure? I think so. I think I would have ended up in New York, though, if I went to Howard. I would have ended up living in New York. And yeah, I would have I think I would have been in a similar situation, but just in New York. Mm. I feel like. Would you have pledged at Howard? I would have attempted to. <laughs> so um, a brief overview of my Greek life. So I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Um, I am, I was initiated in an alumni chapter. So yeah, I was initiated in an alumni chapter. Um, yeah, when you go to a school, let me tell you, I'm just going to share. I can't share but too much, but when you go to a rush at certain HBCUs, there may be 800 women there for 30 spots. So you have to be the best of the best. And I, you know what? I'm not even mad at them. I'm not even mad at them. You're going to be president of something. You're going to be, you know, miss freshman, miss sophomore, miss. They, they want women, all of the organizations. I'm just going to say that. All of the organizations, they want the best of the best at that school. Totally makes sense. But I'm just going to say that I went to Rush and it was like, I mean, packed, packed, packed. And it's like 30, 40 spots and hundreds of women. So it's just definitely very, it's a difficult, you know, a difficult process. So um, anyway, I, uh, I ended up doing um, undergrad, I mean, sorry, undergrad. I ended up doing grad chapter. So I ended up doing a grad chapter in the Atlanta area. So I've always wanted to be in a sorority um, since I was young. Um, like I said, my father is a member of Omega Sci-Fi. So being around him and then being around my mother's friends and seeing, I mean, that's all we were around. Like that was kind of their social circles were all usually Greek. So I grew up around everybody from Kappas, AKAs, Deltas, Zetas, Sigmas. I grew up around everybody, Alphas, grew up around everybody. So um, yeah, so that was something that I always wanted to do. And so I did not give up. I didn't give up. And then, um, yeah, so what, I'm surprised that you didn't um, 
you didn't want to be Greek. I am very surprised. I don't know why people are so surprised by that. I don't know. I just felt like you would have. I don't know why I felt like that. I mean, my mama is a Delta. Oh, she is? Uh, a lot of my family members are Deltas. Okay. Uh, I just never, first of all, when you're in a band, you know, you go through a lot of things in the band as far as just your conditioning. Yeah. That's what my mama called it. Conditioning. <laughs> Push-ups. Yeah. There's another word that some people use, but we're going to call it we conditioning. We're not going to say that word on here. Uh-huh. Yeah. So your conditioning is very uh, strenuous in the band. And I always say, if you're in an HBCU band, you can do anything. Yeah. You can do anything. You could be a Marine. Yeah. You could be the United States. You have accomplished. You are on a field for 12 minutes straight marching and playing an instrument. And then you put the instrument down and you drop down and you start twerking for a whole five minutes. I now, you were doing constant activity for 12 minutes. Yeah. Marching and blowing the horn. I agree. You do have to, I mean, what y'all go through, y'all can do anything. But, okay, I do want to ask this. So I know you've seen Spike Lee's school days. Did school days have any bearing on whether you wanted to be Greek or not? Like just watching it or just did it give you an idea of what you thought HBCU life would be like? No. Okay. This was a movie. Now, see, now the thing about school days is that you it didn't really hit until you got to school. Yeah. And then you realize, like, what? This is what they were talking about. Like, there's certain things in that movie that you don't understand until you get to school. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Different World kind of was that, but I feel like most HBCU people were just born and want to go to HBCU. I just I, feel like it's it just in your community. You talk to some of your teachers that might have gone to HBCU. You see yeah. how your family interacts. You go to church with people who went to HBCU. I think sometimes it's like we give these shows and movies all of this credit. Like, yeah. oh, I watch, you know how people, I watched a Different World one time. Uh -huh. And then I wanted to go to Spelman. It's just like, but no. It wasn't reality. I, I, feel like that... you, I feel like it's ingrained in you before you even get to high school. Well, I think for certain people like us, because we had um, HBCU people around us, but I don't think that's the case for most people. I feel like a lot of people that I know, especially that didn't live near HBCU or their parents didn't go or they don't really know anyone. They literally, I hear the same story. Like, oh, my guidance counselor suggested this school. Like, they'd never even heard of a lot of these HBCUs. So I do feel like the majority of people that go to HBCUs, we still know it is a good place for a lot of first, um, you know, first-time college graduates. Like, it's not as scary as, like, going to a PWI with 10,000 students or, you know, 20,000, not 10, I mean, 20,000 students. Like, you know, a lot of these schools have, like, 20,000 students. HBCUs are very nurturing. So I feel like that's why a lot of people a lot of guidance counselors will push, especially on the young black kids who maybe didn't have any, you know, their parents or someone didn't go. They don't really know too much about it. I think that's why they push HBCUs because HBCUs, they are going to nurture you. They are going to baby you. Like you get in trouble if you don't go to hey, class. Hold, hold up. Hold they baby you. Come on now. They baby you. They did not. Be no. They're out by five at Hampton. Oh, Mother yeah, Hampton. Yeah. See, okay, now, it depends on your HBCU. Your school is different, yeah. Now, it depends on if you go to an HBCU that's public, okay. then it's going to be a little bit more, you know, loose. So yeah. your school, your school was very much like 
can't have a private institution, which means that they can make their own rules. And you're a baby. You can't. That's not babying. Babying is, oh, baby, you late to class. Here, sit down. No, at Hampton, if you were late, remember, on time is late. That's what they used to always say. If you late to class, the door's locked. Your school okay. was strict. That's what I said. The school was strict. Yeah. It was like, you can't wear hats inside. You can't wear dreads, as they would say. Well, we say locks. Can't yeah. have locks if you're going to be in a business school or you were going to be in the pharmacy school. And it was like backlash about that. But then, you know, if we had a real conversation about it, it's like, are you really going to get a job out of school if you're trying to be in business mm-hmm. and you have locks? Right. Like, what is, are we going to have a real conversation? Because, you know, social media is like, that's not right. That's right. not right. That's not because we live in this in this bubble that is fantasy on yes. social media. Yeah. But if you take your I'll go say black ass. <laughs> Are you going to get your job? You got locks and you yeah. have to be a doctor. Are now, you, do you think like I know in the perfect world it's all diverse and you know everyone is treated fairly but yeah. But today that today that is the case. Now when everybody was talking about that 10 years ago it probably wasn't more so the case and this is why we have to have this things like the Crown Act where you can't be discriminated against because of your hair. Mm-hmm. But I will say today is different. 10 years ago, we can probably say, because it used to be even an issue about names. You can't have a black name. If you have a black name, it's going to be highly, you know, they're not even going to look at your resume. So it's just so much. And so so when I say baby, I would say that they, they, they do what they're doing to prepare you for the real world. But sometimes it's a little extreme. Like I used to take this class at Morehouse. Um, it's called, uh, what was it called? Business, profession, profession, business and professional development. We used to have to wear, we used to have to dress up every single day. Well, it was like every, once a week. And they taught us the same thing. Like, don't wear your hair a certain way. Um, once you get, and it was even like tier. Like once you get to this level, to this senior level, executive, whatever, then you can start like being more yourself and being more creative with your expression of how you dress, how you wear your hair. Like we were literally taught this. I wasn't mad at it at the time, but I do see why people were up in arms about it. Um, today, that doesn't even exist. Like today, I can probably come up in a place looking like Freddie from a different world and have on some hippie stuff and have locks and whatever. It doesn't matter. But back then when we were in school 20 years ago, that was the case. And they were literally preparing us for like, hey, you're going to be in a corporate setting with white people who are going to tell you X, Y, and Z. And you need to act like this. This is how you need to speak. This is how, I mean, we were even went to, they would teach us how to eat, teach us like, okay, this fork, that fork, this knife. I mean, literally things that you wouldn't think they would teach us, but they literally had classes on this at most of the HBCUs just on like how to uh, conduct yourself accordingly and professionally. Like you wouldn't even think that they have classes like this, but they did. But it was literally to assimilate. Like, honestly, they were teaching us that. I mean, but you know, it's all rooted in respectability politics. You know, how our mamas be like, if you do this, yeah, then you'll get treated like this. And yeah. it's, it's just passed down from generation to generation of black folks. And then that's what they teach you at HBCU. But then when you go on your internship with white folks, then you realize that there's no decorum among the white folks in corporate. They do whatever they want to do. Yeah. It's, it's like whenever I see black folks surprised that white people love Popeyes. Like when I did my internship, that's all that they ate. Yeah. That's all they ate was Popeyes. We like, Alex, get in here. 
get in here and get some Popeyes. So this leads me to this question. Do you think that HBCUs, like, does it have you in like this dream world? And then when you get out, you're in shock because this is your first time being around white people in four years? It should not. And I hear I hear people from PWI say, well, this all you went to a school that's 99% black. How are you going to get used to being in the real world? And I'm just like, well, that's why we had internships. Because you do your internship and you realize that everything that you learn is going to be relevant. Mm-hmm. But then you learn that you, you need to build your own safe relationships so that when you get the job with white people, mm-hmm. you're nothing against white people, but you'll already have your support group. Yeah, HBC was a giant support group of people. They might have not been from the same place. I knew people from Utah. Yeah, I, you when you go to HBCU, you will meet the only black person in the only black town in Montana. Right, and you'll be friends for life. But see, I think people, and that's what I say, Lexi. Mm-hmm. You ain't never been to one, so you don't really know. I hear that, but I did feel I feel like some people, excluding ourselves, and some people that are like you know kind of like minded like us, I do feel like it probably jaded them. Like when they got onto the real world, I do feel like that probably happened to a lot more people than you think. Maybe not your circles, maybe not my circles, but I do feel like, I, and I love HBCUs. You know, I'm super pro HBCU. My kids are gonna go to HBCUs, but. I do think also like, you know, when I was going back to like the nurturing, they nurture you way more than any other school. So that's why I do feel like some people need an HBCU in their life. Some people need them. Some people just want to go. Some people need, they need that like mothering, like, hey, you're late. Hey, you know, you're like, you get docs grades and stuff when you don't show up to class. Like you get, you can't miss class. You go to a PWI, you can go, as long as you show up for test day, they don't care. Show up for test day, take yeah. your test. And you already know how they will separate they separate the boys and the girls. The men is on one fortress on the side of campus and the women is on the other side and then hormones is raging and you're yeah. trying to, you're just like, oh, I want to see a woman. And the and the girls are just like you. Oh, I want to see a man. Yeah. And it's like they keep trying to fight what is reality. Reality yeah. is that the world changes. Yeah, you know, you got a lot of pastors and deacons and people in, in in charge at HBCUs thinking, let's keep the men and women apart. Yeah, let's control everything. Let's make them dress a certain way. Let's make uh-huh. them learn how to play golf. So when they talk in business on the golf course, they'll know what they're doing. It's all yeah. smart to me. You know, I- and some people do need it. Yeah, but I do feel like a lot of people, when you get into your major, you're gonna be out there, and it was up to you to make sure you got your internship. Make sure you go work for these major white companies and learn how to move your way in corporate setting. Yeah. It's not I mean, just a, oh, we black, we black, we black, we black. Yeah. And then we just sit on campus all day. There were some white people. <laughs> There's always We went to school with, you know, every HBCU has two white people. Yes. I guarantee every HBCU has at least two white people. The punter. On the football team. I was just about to say that. I was, the kicker. Oh, I was literally just about to say the kicker. Absolutely. Or if they have a baseball team, there may be a couple. If you have like a baseball people. team, if you have a volleyball team. Volleyball. I was just about the volleyball. If was you next have a, a, a sailing team. Sailing and uh, tennis. Well, first of all, yeah. sailing. Let's let's be clear. Not that many HBCUs have sailing available, but your school does. I'm sure there's a couple other schools. Yes, our school does have sailing. Of yeah. course, they have sailing. Like of course, like Harvard. So <laughs> they have rowing. Yes, um, we have a lot of white people. My senior year, yeah. we had a lot of people from Europe. 
Okay, interesting, interesting. Okay. Who were sailing and playing volleyball and playing soccer. Yeah. Alejandro, hello, hello. I love that. Hello. I actually do not get mad. Like, I've seen some people get up in arms about, um, you know, white kids that go to HBCUs. Then, um, I don't know if you saw one of my sorority sisters. It was a white uh, a white lady last year. I forgot what school she went to, but she um, had all her pictures. I want to say either graduation pictures, and people were big mad. And I'm like, why are y'all so mad? And then people turned it into, like, no, this was made just for Black. That's another thing. Like, I don't like that. Like, oh, this is made just for black people. Like, yes, it was. It was made because we couldn't go to other schools. So it was a purpose for having HBCUs. I totally get that. But now if it turned majority the other way, then yes, I would have a problem with that. I would have a problem if now it's 51% white at an HBCU. I will have a problem with that. But I do not have a problem with a couple of white students going because they're like, they're taking our scholarships. Again, if it's a small percentage, I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. But I mean, people were up and arms and like no that's not fair and blah 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 and I'm just like you know what I I get it like even even Greek fraternities and sororities divine nine uh, fraternities and sororities they were also created because they couldn't get into you know these other these white fraternities and sororities so we had to create our own right okay I get also that when people get upset about like oh you know we don't want other races but it we allow it all I think I'm pretty sure every yeah I'm I'm fairly certain that every um, organization of the divine nine allows other races um, into the organization. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know. I, I'm just indifferent about that. Like I said, if it gets to the point where it's more than 50%, because also eventually you lose your, um, that funding and stuff for HBCU. So you don't want to get to the point where we have too many students that are, you know, affecting their funds or, you know, affecting how much money that they're bringing, that they're pulling in from the government. So yeah, I do have a problem with that, but I'm not gonna be upset about like, oh, she's taking the money. She's, I'm I, honestly, it's not that deep. The same people that complain about the HBCUs in general, yeah, or talk yeah. down on HBC. Now, see, we can talk about this all all night. All no, day. those are from HBCU students that are yeah. getting mad. Yeah, I mean, people get mad, and it's the people who didn't even go to HBCUs that get mad, and then it's like, it's just it is so much attached to HBCUs now. Yeah. And the more popular they get, the more we keep having these same conversations. Because you remember when we were in high school, you know, HBCUs is buzzy right now. It's yeah, super it's buzzy. But when you were in high school, people acted like you were taking such a chance with your life. Yeah. They acted like you were taking such a risk. Oh, my God. You're going to an HBCU? Oh, my God. Yeah. What are you going to yeah. do when you get out of one? Oh, my God. The programs, the programs at Wake Forest are better. The programs at UNC are better. The programs yeah. at at Syracuse and in, in West so, Virginia yeah. are better. So why would you put yourself at a disadvantage and go to an HBCU? Well, right. I agree. And that, and that was always from people who didn't do their research, like Tuskegee. Tuskegee, had, like Tuskegee School, you right. know, for medicine. Yeah, Meharry Veterinary School at Tuskegee. Howard yeah. School for you know if you want to be a lawyer. Fam, yeah. if you want to be an engineer, AT, yeah. if you want to be an engineer, uh, North Carolina just, Central, if you want to be just do your research. I just, yeah. it kills me when people act like, oh, you're putting your future. Are you sure you want to go to Jackson State? It's like, do, think, you, do you read? 
But it's people that don't have any influence. If they didn't have any family members that went to HBCUs, then they don't know. They really don't know. And that's not their fault. But yes, like you said, they should do their research. Google is free. It's like people just see HBCU and they think less than. Yes. Yeah, that used to be the case. Because I feel like even when I was going to school, um, yeah, I felt like it was kind of like, why are you going to Morris Brown? Because it was a school that wasn't like highly ranked even amongst HBCUs. So I did get a lot of, why are you going to Morris Brown? Like, why aren't you going to Hampton? Because Hampton, you know, is a really good school. It's down the street. I could have obviously been at Hampton University. So they're like, why aren't you going to Hampton now? Why aren't you going to Howard? Like, what? What? Like, what is this school in Atlanta? So, yeah, a lot of people don't do their research. And um, that, and I love that there's so many. There's just HBCUs all over the country, and I love it. And like you said, there's like, it's just black people from all over the country. When you get in from like the Caribbean, the people who come from the Caribbean, come from Africa, um, come from the, the, the continent. Like, I just love that, you know, it's just black people from all over at your school. So I don't know. I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be pro HBCU now. I'm always going to be pro yeah. HBCU. I'm gonna- these people is the most brilliant. These are like valedictorians, yeah. salutatorians yeah. coming into school. So even if you don't have you know, the, the, the major that you feel like you should have or it's not where it should be. You are living with the valedictorian. You might see things that she do and you're like, oh, maybe yeah. I need to step my game up. Maybe we need to, you, your study group is going to be elite. It's going to be full of brilliant black folk. I don't think people think about that. It's like the most brilliant collection of blacks it is. in one place. Well, salute to our HBCUs, Alex. Like, salute to our HBCUs that made us. That salute to our HBCUs that made us into the people that we are, and uh, just I, the experiences. That is that had. how you saying that? The experiences that we had. I don't. You know, I do feel like we have certain experiences because we went to HBCUs. So, salute to all the HBCUs, and salute to a different world for a lot of those folks that weren't really familiar. That you know, they watched this show and it really made them like you know what like i want to go here i yeah, want to go live in antarctica if you live in utah <laughs> if you live in australia yes you watch different world and was like i want to do that yeah now stop the yard and <laughs> the drum line <laughs> and drum line probably made I, I had a drum line was i think so yeah i think it made people want to go because it, it that really pushed band culture band was really big at that time so yeah like you know unfortunately i feel like the bands are kind of going down for now like people aren't you know they're cutting all the music programs so you know in, in high schools and public schools they're cutting a lot of the music programs so i feel like the bands aren't where they used to be but mm-hmm. we it was a time when we were in school 20 years ago it was a time like it was, they, the first thing they do is and i i do think you know when you're when you first start in the band, it's yep. like you're humbled. Yep. It's like you, you know, now it's like the, the freshmen come in, they hot shots, they drinking water before the seniors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when we came in, I feel like that has contributed to the way society is now. When we came in, it was like there's a humbling. Yeah, you were the hottest thing at your high school, but you're here now. Yeah. You're, you're nothing now. You got to work your way up. You got to work your way up. You know what? The one thing my, my homeboy was telling me, he said, you know, he was thinking about like Spelman and Clark. When you go to the schools, when you go to all these HBCUs, you're the baddest chick from your from your high school, mm-hmm. the finest dude, the most popular dude from your high school, the most whatever. All of y'all, all of us are coming 
to these schools, and then it's literally a battle. Like you better start. You but you start from start from fresh. Yeah, you get there. Fresh. You like, oh, I'm the man. Yeah, I'm the man. I was valedictorian. I was a homecoming kid, and then the first person you see, <laughs> left leg up. Yeah, <laughs> run around. Give me fifty push-ups. They don't care. They don't care. Alexis, give me run around this field in your heels like Beyonce. <laughs> like hey. they, they would be like, it's great to have you join us. Thank you. And it's everything. You could be in a gospel choir. Yeah. You'd be like, Alejandro, sing the song. By myself? Yeah, whole song. Sing it. And I'll <laughs> me, 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 me. Uh, uh, uh. HBC was in the memorization. Oh my gosh. Yeah, having to yeah. memorize. Yeah, we all of that. Having having to learn, lift every voice and sing, and you know, all of those types of things. Very much HBCU. What was y'all school song? Didn't y'all have like a, a jazzy school song like Clark Atlanta? <laughs> I Clark know. Atlanta. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember us. I don't remember. You didn't have a I don't remember. You know we had rock the blue and white, rock the blue and white, rock the blue and white. Rock but everybody, like, yeah. I don't and let Lexi do it. Nah, it's, it's been twenty years. I, I'm so far removed. Oh my god! And I told you, like, you know, I I love my degree, and you know, oh yeah, uh, it just <sighs> well, you can always go back for homecoming, right? I never, I very rarely go to homecoming. I go to uh, Spellhouse and I'll go to other homecomings before I go to Clark's. But again, I told you I transferred in. So it wasn't like, actually, I feel like a lot of my friends now today went to Clark or Morehouse, but it's just different because I didn't know them when we were there. So like all of my close friends, not all of them, but like a good portion of them went to Clark or Morehouse, but they just weren't there when I was there or we didn't know each other when I was there. So I was lame. I was lame in college. I'm not gonna lie. I was lame. That that affected my college, my college experience. And you know, I have to tell our PWI brothers and sisters, I really want them to understand that it is okay if they went to a PWI. Like, yeah, we will, you know, we'll, we'll make it's fun okay. of you and laugh at you. It is okay. I just want them to understand. You know how you'll be it's in the okay. office and we'll be hanging out and everybody be like, oh, with the fam. You'd be like, oh, with the clock. Be like, oh, with the hat. That we'll be in, in a little circle like, ah! And yeah. then here they come. Oh, you know, I wanted to go to family. It's, it's always oh, no. okay. Can I say I wanted to do it? But uh, yo, this okay. exactly what you said. Every but every time there's like a like a thing, like a little hype session, because we do we do that. Like if you're around people and you're like, oh my gosh, you went to HBC, you went to, we, that happened recently with us. It's like one went to fam, one went to eight, wherever, and we were all like, okay, like you automatically link up with other HBC students automatically. But I'm not. That didn't happen recently. But I notice anytime that does happen, people are like, well, I actually was trying to go to Tuskegee, but or I actually wanted to go to Howard. But it's always like a. I wanted to. It's like yeah, like you said, it's okay. I like just you want made them understand. It is okay. It, it is there okay. is no. You are not less black. You are not medium exactly. black. You are not comfortably <laughs> black. You are black just like us. We just went to a different school. It, we are not looking down on you. Yep. We are not. We, I just, I need them to get that through their chest. Cause yeah. I saw a video that went viral just this week about I went to this school, but it was an HBCU in my mind, and it was like a prestigious white college. Yeah, and, you know, just like dear white people to show. Just like yeah. it is okay. 
It is. It, yeah, like you said, it doesn't it doesn't prove your blackness or not or anti blackness. Like it doesn't, and it is okay. Uh, yeah, if you could take a joke, we are gonna joke you. We're gonna be like, oh, you went to DWI. We're gonna joke you bad, and we're gonna say whatever. We're just gonna have fun, but you are still black. Still black. I, I, from not- Alejandro and Lexi to you, don't, please do not stress yourself out trying to explain yourself, trying to talk no. about you ain't had no money and your grandma was only going to pay for a PWI. It's all kinds of stories. And I just so I went to Virginia Tech because Morehouse didn't give me a scholarship. It's always, yes. always something. I just be nodding like, it's okay, baby. It's okay, baby. <laughs> so we're going to wrap this Wrap this thing out with salute to the HBCU, salute to the PWIs. Yes, we got nothing but love for PWIs. Y'all got a nice degree. Y'all had, and that's the thing that HBCU people do bond on. How y'all had, y'all had facilities. Oh, y'all, y'all had the calf. You know, we had to have tickets. We had one ticket to get one thing in the calf. But then when I go to y'all's calves, buffet, buffets. Ah. They don't have to wait in line like overnight for financial aid. Buffet. You know, they don't have to wait in line and get in line for financial aid. Like we had one channel, my entire career had to. We had HBO. Wow. <laughs> well, we actually have more channels at Clark, but that's the thing. It's like we will bond also over the which y'all had. Like yeah, we, we had a lot of facilities when I left, but you know y'all are going on. Y'all have eighty thousand seats in y'all stadium. Okay? Right. We got a half a stadium. All games be rocking and the whole state comes to your games. Us, we got like 2,000 seats. Right. And how many are going to be filled? (laughs) And we all there after the band plays, we out. I mean, literally, like PWIs, the campuses, there's no denying. Y'all have have HBCU person will be honest. We'd be like, yeah, we look at that and be like, man, they got facilities. They got co-ed dorms. Cause the, the, the people I knew with the PWI, they had women's in the room. I'm sitting there. Yeah. And you know, we had tape on our door when we went on that trip. Like, we don't want to see you leaving the dorm. And air conditioner. Yeah. My first year, I was in a dorm that didn't have air conditioning. Like, yeah, it, it, it working internet, and you we didn't have to wait. PWI uh, folks could just get online and do their classes. Us, we had to wait in line physically. Child, this is this is now the PWI program. Shout out to PWI. And PWI and yes. they school. Yeah, I told you we we love you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, come back in two weeks. We will be back for our next episode. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow us. Uh, make sure you check us out on any of the streaming channels, streaming platforms that you go to. I am at Lexi with the curls, and I am Alejandro. Dun, 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 dun. Alex and I might do this for y'all one day. But yes, we'll see you later.